Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much for listening. So I wanted to tell you that the next few episodes that you're going to be listening to are a collabo with my dear friend Kelly, who lives in Spain. And if you've listened to the podcast up until this point, she is episode 17. Um, Her and I grew up together, and then she moved to Spain to start a family, uh, well, follow the love of her life, and then ultimately start a family. And uh, episode 17 talks all about it, and we had such a great time vibing, talking about the things that we're thinking about, and we've stayed really closely connected ever since that episode, and we decided let's do something together. And so that's where we're at. And so the next few episodes are going to be Kelly and I. We don't know where we'll end, um, but we know we really like talking to each other. And we think that our collabo will help people. And hopefully you enjoy what we have to say. And so we're naming this series the Cafe Con Bliss series um, in Spain and many other countries They have Café con Leche, which we describe in our, this podcast coming up. But uh, we just thought it was a fun way to marry uh, the culture, um, the, what we're trying to achieve sitting next to each other over a cup of coffee and of course, bringing it home with some bliss. So I hope you enjoy it. Love me some Kelly. Can't wait for you to hop on board with us and please enjoy. delightful ah, girl as always the recording button has been pressed <laughs> now shit's real yes okay, okay. look here at us are. look at us here we are again oh my god 2.0 we just can't get enough of each other dude i really can't you're many many miles away and too far strong right in <laughs> What would we do without Zoom? What would we do without these connections these days? I don't know. Can you imagine? Like, I didn't travel abroad, but I got a lot of friends. You did. Like, yeah. Didn't didn't you guys have to use like calling cards and stuff to even? Oh yeah. You'd go to the little like, you know, Seven Eleven equivalent, and you'd buy a calling card, and you'd like scratch off the back (laughs) of the number, and then like, hey mom, like. Can I have like 20 more euro for another calling card to call my boyfriend? Oh. So, so weird. And now it's just like FaceTime, Zoom. Wow. Explosion. Man, my long distance relationships might have worked out. <laughs> <laughs> you mean if there were still calling cards or you mean if there were Zoom and FaceTime? No, they were not working under the <laughs> calling card circumstances so they would have made you know if they got to see this charming face a little more frequently I totally believe it but you know what thank goodness they didn't thank goodness they weren't meant to no they were not because you know you got to kiss a lot of frogs to find a friend that yeah sorry frogs but you're all a bunch of frogs ribbit Ribbit. (laughs) oh my god we can edit that out or not I don't know. Okay. A little cafe comb bliss. Yeah. That's what we're calling this. And I am feeling it. I feel it big time. Do you think that people know what cone means? They do, right? I I hope so. It means with, you know, (laughs) and, um, but I mean, we are, we can be educational on this as well. So like, absolutely. Spanish vocabulary, you know, also, we should educate them on just how delicious cafe con leche is. Oh man. Well, so delicious that that's basically what I spend all my money on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. I get a, a to-go cafe con leche, which is a very new thing here, by the way. Like okay. people still look at me weird when I'm walking down the street with my little to-go cup. They know I'm like- not from here. 
they're like, yeah, they're like, you're American. You don't have time to just sit and enjoy your coffee. Right. And they're like these teeny tiny little cups, like, you know, they are not grande venti lattes. I mean, we're talking about these teeny tiny little paper cups with these teeny tiny lids and a funny story. I actually bought a cup holder for my baby's stroller. Cause they don't come with cup holders here. It's not a thing. Cars barely have them. Like our car has one cup holder. My mom's car has like 16, I think <laughs> literally. Um, but I bought like a little clip on cup holder thing and people look at me very strange for that. And I rock it. Cause you know what? It was like the middle of the pandemic when I had this baby it was the only thing that I could do is just walk around outside when we were allowed outside and go get it. It was like my only joy, go get a cafe con leche to go. Oh, so delightful. Yeah. And what is it? It's just espresso and milk, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty darn simple. And then, I mean, the key is the several lumps of sugar you put in it. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) For sure. I don't even drink sugar in my day-to-day coffee anymore, but like in Spain, in a cafe must have several sugar cubes. Oh, absolutely. And the packets of sugar are like bigger. They're very large. <laughs> They're like bigger than the cup of coffee. You just dump the whole thing in. So good. It's actually called sugar cone cafe. <laughs> should be. It, it really should be. Well, yeah. But so I, I think it's appropriate. Well, because it's like cafe. I'm like the cafe part. And you're the bliss part. And plus, we're just talking about blissful things. Yeah. We're just going to, if I may, stir it right into a coffee. (laughs) And it's funny, you mentioned this earlier, the the timing's funny because like, we'll record these. It'll, you'd probably be my morning normally and your night. And so like power, all the power to you for continuing to drink coffee at this hour. Listen, you're, it's, you're a mom. I gotta do what I gotta do here. Look this at this is actually, coffee. it's as big as it's a Reno coffee cup. Oh my it's god, Reno. I love it. Yep. Oh my god, I love it. Mine says, okay, you're gonna get this because you understand Spanish, but other people won't. Mi poder favorito es poder estar contigo. Oh my god, my favorite power, right? Is- to be with you. Right. But it's like a play on the word. Yeah. Power, but also to be able to. Right. Oh my God. Oh my God. So good, right. Yeah. Oh, I love um, mugs with Spanish on them. Target, because they're very good at being very equitable um, and representing diversity. They have tons of mugs with Spanish on them. Do you have a bunch? I- I have one that says Te Amo. I have one that says Feliz Navidad. <laughs> like, it's, I mean. You would. I'm such a mug lady. So and good. a Spanish lady. Si. <laughs> si. <laughs> oh, man. Do you know, I had so many compliments on our last podcast. Did you? Yeah. I think that you were super, um, like vulnerable and gave like a cool window into living in a different country and like following that magical journey of like meeting some, you know, foreign exotic dude and following him (laughs) to another country and making a baby with him. And, And then the other side of it, like the underbelly, which is like being alone and not knowing the language at first. And, not being able to just get any job you want, you know? So I don't know. I got a lot of compliments on it. Oh, I'm so glad. It was just such a fun conversation. And I I got a lot of compliments too. And I honestly, Kate, it made me like, after having that conversation, you made me feel really proud of myself because sometimes I don't recognize and remember all that it took to get here and all that I went through and like, what a big deal it really was. And, and I just felt afterwards like, damn, yeah, I did that. Yeah. Go me. It was a good feeling. Yeah, it was good. 
you made me a lot of things, including um, change the angle of my desk so that the natural sunlight hit my face. Because at the time, your lighting was a lot better than mine. So I'm working on it, but I'm also, I live in Seattle. So like, it is gray outside. Gloom. I mean, you got to get the ring light. I got this um, happy light. It's doing pretty well. What's a yeah. happy light? It's just like, um, it's just a big beam of light. It's literally <laughs> for, it's, it's literally for seasonal affective disorder. Oh, and word. Zapping my face at all times. Oh my yeah. gosh. Amazing. Yeah. The great yeah. thing about Seattle is the summer. Yes. And we are just, you know, marching towards it. Getting I know there. it's only that, but getting like, <laughs> we're getting there. It is cool. Like it's already starting to bloom here, which is super fun. Um, it's a beautiful place. It really is. It is. It's just it is. gloom sometimes. It's, it's uh, hard out here for, uh, for, a real uh... <laughs> I feel a lot of things during, during those dark months. Does that light help? I think so. Could be placebo, could be the real deal, but taking it. You know what my take on that is? Who gives a shit? Amen. If it works, it works. Amen. I've hugged it before. Like, I'm here. Right, and right it in. works. I'm rewatching um, Broad City, um, and there's a whole episode where um, Alana is obsessed with her light and like walks over it to give her energy. And so it's pretty funny. So yeah, I gotta, I gotta remind you of something here. I don't know anything about pop culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know about TV. I don't know about music. I don't know about, I don't even know what's going on in the world. I just live over here in my little bubble with my cafe con leche. I don't, know what you're talking about, but it sounds lovely. First of all, we're going to get a lot of comments in the, you know, out of our millions of followers that are like, you need to get Kelly Pierce broad city instantly. So we'll work. Okay. Um, Our sponsors will come together. They'll send you a package of DVDs or whatever they do. (laughs) That's like a reference. Say DVD. Oh God. Um, but the most important thing is that, you know, what cafe con leche is, so you're fine. You're fine. That's all we really need. But, um, broad city, you would especially enjoy because it is our humor (sighs) and then on crack. Oh, Oh. yeah. And they're, they're, they're amazing and perfect and disgusting and amazing. Is it on Netflix? (laughs) It's on the old Hulu. Yo, mm-hmm. Hulu. All right. This is the problem with this. I'm I'm not going to get all of the things. Mm, yeah. I, I, you know, I just want to get like one. Why can't all the cool things be on Netflix or on Hulu or on Amazon or whatever? I just, I can't, I can't justify it. I've become really, you know, I don't want to say cheap, but I also don't like the word frugal. I've become cheap over here. <laughs> just say it. I used to pay so much money for a TV. Uh, TV's free over here, man. And I only watch like an hour a day. I'm not going to be, but I mean, I, I, I do miss knowing what the hell people are talking about when they talk about mm, references. <laughs> well, I'll be, I'll be sending you, um, do you know what YouTube is? I have heard of it. <laughs> I'll send you a YouTube See if I can access it. <laughs> we're talking to kelly pierce from the 1902 from outer space <laughs> oh boy we do simpler. we do believe it or not have all of those things and other people do have all of them i just prefer the simple life i love that i love that for you i love that for me even though that's not my reality but i'd like that you know been off for a few days. It's been nice. Oh man. But filled with to be honest. Can you tell me about that feeling of like going from one job to another? I know this is your podcast, but I'm hijacking it and I am interviewing you. Like how has that been? I mean, it is 
such a an emotional roller coaster. I think, um, yeah. So I guess for context, I'm leaving one job of four and a half years and going to a new opportunity. And it's funny anymore being at a job for four and a half years isn't even that, um, short. I feel like most people are like, you know, three to five years and then they move totally. on. Whereas our parents' generation, it's like, what less than 10 years on a right. company, right. You know, you're disloyal or whatever <laughs> it is, but it's, everything's moving so fast that, um, yeah, four and a half years. And especially at like a hyper growth startup was a, a lifetime. Absolutely. Honestly. Um, I, like I had like a good solid chunk of time. Yeah. I had like three or four, three different roles, um, during that time and like different parts of the business. And, um, and then, I, I mean, I think the hardest part was just the, the people. And I, I think everyone always says that. And I think that it's a good reminder that that is like, that's par for the course, but you still have to like make a decision that's like best for you. And I, that was, that was tough. So the biggest emotional roller coaster was, you know, thinking about, um, change. Cause that's always, always scary. Um, change in a pandemic. Like I'm not, you know, going to start my first day at school in a new office and meet people face to face. I will be in the same chair mm. in with the same office, except I got myself a new plant yesterday. Word. Um, important. And, you know, so the change with no like human interaction, not to mention like my last day at work, I didn't get to hug anybody <laughs> like that. Mm. was. And for those that know me, oh. like a, a world without hugs is like, That's brutal. yeah, just for a right kick to the kick. To the yeah. So, um, wait, but so you don't get to like go in and meet anybody like where all of your interviews online. All of, is yeah. It- what a weird world, right? Wow. Just like such a, such a funny, um, time we're in that like, who knows if that'll ever fully change. Cause now companies are so remote that I don't think ever again, would you have all your interviews be in person? I don't think it's like humanly possible with like, right. at least, you know, at least the tech industry or, um, you know, any, any larger company. So the human piece is very interesting, but I will say that like the, you know, the technology, you know, I built some pretty awesome relationships having never been in the same room with someone. And that's sure. so lovely. Um, but yeah, I mean, making the change was super crazy and it was the people. And I, <laughs> I was talking to someone and who was giving me advice who had also recently left. And she was like, and don't give me that crap about, um, you know, it being the people you'd stay for. And I was like, but that's exactly why like, it can be like, it cannot be that, you know, because everyone will make their own choices and, yeah. and move on eventually. And, um, but no, it was, and then also just thinking about, you know, so being in a remote environment, um, you know, we're trying to start a family. And so it's like, you know, I know what I know about my current job. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is. Um, so not knowing anything about my new job with, you know, with the exception of like being able to ask a few questions here or there in the interview. Um, I don't know what to expect. So I don't know what environment that's going to be for me to yeah. like, you know, continue my, some of my personal goals. So just the unknown was super scary. Also like, and this could be a whole podcast just about like fearing, like, am I, um, demanding my value enough? Like is, you know, salary I'm asking for high enough or, or is it too high? Like, cause I don't deserve that. Or, um, you know, what really matters? Is it this part of the benefit plan or do I actually care? And that's just something that we've been told that matters, you know? So it's juicy stuff. It's so juicy. It was such a like mind pressure cooker for Mm -hmm. like, 
you know, not to mention like you're interviewing over here and then feeling like a full sociopath in your job, like talking to people about the future OPS I'm actually interviewing right now. So it's just like, it's hardcore, man. Um, and I, it makes me really like respect, you know, if you're on LinkedIn, it's like every day, someone's like, I've left here, I'm going there and great resignation and stuff. I just have a lot more like respect and empathy for people leaving because sure, there's always the group that's like job hoppers and lots of, um, you know, like, oh yeah, I'm going over here because I'm gonna get like 50K more on my salary and like just no care for like what's on the other side. But I think for the most part, it's a very hard decision. And I just like, it was, it was humbling because it's, it, it was not easy. Like I'm very grateful of course that I have options, but it was like, oh, this is, you have to kind of be brave to switch jobs. Oh, so brave. Oh my God. Yeah. So brave. How yeah. many people are sitting in their current situation and just miserable every single day and just like hating life. And I know that that wasn't your situation at your previous job because you told me that, but like so many people really, really dislike their situations and just can't because of all of those things you've said, because of disappointing the people, because of not feeling worthy enough for something else, because of a whole slew of things, right? They're, they're not willing to put themselves out there and, and to take a huge step like that. And it is a huge step. Yeah, it is. It is. So, I mean, anybody who's out there interviewing or thinking about making change, it is going to be hard and just hard, but like it is rewarding. And someone that I'm close to was like, it never feels perfect. Like, you're never going to be like, this was the exact right thing. And I know it, like, even when you, even if you do end up in a better or much different situation, there's still like, still life. Oh, it's it's still work. Yeah. 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 It's still work. uh, Like, wouldn't it be great if we just didn't have to? What I, um, I've been talking about this a lot with my brother recently. He just changed jobs and his attitude is just that lately. Like, you know, I say, how's the new job? And he's like, it's work. Like I'd rather not be doing it. But so, but it's, I think that that's an okay attitude to have too, where it's Mm -hmm. just like, it's not, it doesn't have to be some kind of a passion. You can have Mm -hmm. your passions outside of work and it can be something that you just go do every day to earn a living and, you know, to, to get to a point in your life where you don't need to anymore. And that can also be the way that you look at it. And like, I feel like so many people put all of their happiness in the basket of, okay, now I have this new job and this is going to be that now I'll be happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's the same thing with anything. If you move to a different city, if you change relationships, if you get a new job, like wherever you go, there you are. So uh, whatever, you know, you can change the environment, change the circumstances around you, but like at the end of the day, whatever made you happy or unhappy in the previous job is probably going to be carried over right somewhere or another. And the, this is real deep, but like, you have to change you, like you Mm -hmm. have to change how you react to things. And that's the thing I've been trying to marinate on this week is like, I know that, you know, in my job, there were things that like pushed my buttons and it's like, how do I, how do I like go into a new job knowing that things will push my buttons, but like, there's literally like a meme or something on Instagram. that's like, fix the buttons, you know, totally. And, and it's like, yeah, I, there will always be button pushing things out there. So it's like, how do I get my mind right around those? And I think that's one of the most exciting parts about starting a new job. It's just like a clean slate, like reinvention of who you are trying to be. And it's not even like, like a fake it situation. It's just like, Oh, you get really caught up in like the nitty gritty and you know, all the dynamics and all the ups and downs. And so it's just like clean slate. Yes. You know, new me kind of thing. So I'm excited. It's such a good opportunity to, like you said, to 
to start over, to start fresh. But like the way that you're thinking of it is the way that a lot of people don't in that, you know, you need to change the buttons and because if not, you're just going to go into the next situation thinking my boss, this, my, you know, employees, this, my, you know, it's always going to be somebody else's, somebody else's fault that you're getting triggered. And I love that. I love that about the buttons. That's such a good way to go into it. I was like, people are so cool on the internet. Not always, but like some of the stuff that's on the internet is pretty like, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. (laughs) I love how, like how mainstream actually mental health and Mm -hmm. working on yourself and evolving into the best version of yourself is becoming, it's just like, it's, it's not a weird thing to talk to people about this stuff anymore. No. Did you see my sweatshirt? It says going to therapy is cool. I love it. Yeah. The first thing I saw. Oh my God. Thanks. I love it. I love it. It's yeah. That, that, and that's a whole, a whole tangent too. Like I was put, I put out something on, um, Instagram to say like, what do people want to hear about, uh, on the podcast? And it was like mental health, mental health, mental health. So like people just need that. And, um, and we need to make it more accessible. And I, I think honestly talking about it like this is part of the march towards it being, you know, accessible. Yeah. Like there are so many barriers to getting help, um, sometimes. And it's just like, well, I feel really good about just talking about it and sharing it on here so that people can at least know they're not by themselves. You know, this is, yeah, this is huge. Like if everybody just took these little small steps, it's, it's Mm -hmm. putting the information out there for free. It's, it's talking about it. It's putting it out there in the open. It's making it okay to talk about it. It's making it okay for people to know that you and I, regardless of like our jobs or whatever we do, we are people that people could come to if they needed a friend and they needed to talk about Mm -hmm. stuff like this. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think that's, I, I love your podcast. I think it's so, it's so brave that you did it. Like that's, that's a whole nother thing. I'm interviewing you again, but like what, what, what made you like pull the trigger on this? What, what was your inspiration for starting the whole thing? Yeah. Um, I think it was that it was accessibility for people who maybe don't either have the means to like look into therapy or talk to someone or, um, or just like, don't, don't feel like taking care of themselves is approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just thought, you know, I'm willing to talk about stuff and be vulnerable and maybe it'll help someone else start to think along the same lines. Um, and yeah, it was, I remember I was like on an airplane going to New York and, um, and I think there was like a security guard who was like really grumpy. And I was like, they, they could use some help. <laughs> could use like a friend. And so I was like, how can I, you know, how can I like spread the gospel? So maybe that security guard will feel like they can, um, they, they can approach, uh, feeling better about themselves, <laughs> not be such an a-hole. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Leave it to me to be like, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> I want to help him. I should really help um, him. But yeah, I just, how about a hug, sir? <laughs> yeah. So silly. But was that but yeah, back I just, in the day when you could hug? when I could hug people and people wouldn't like freak out. Cause I might have, uh, some sort of pandemic on me <laughs> pandemic. Well, I feel like the, the, the podcast is like a big virtual hug to the world. It's like you just doing your part and doing what you can like to, I, I heard something today on another podcast that, 
gosh, it was a statistic that I really wanted to remember. And now I don't, but it's something like if you, if you are happy, there's like a 25% chance or something that that could rub off on somebody else. Now that I'm saying it, it doesn't really make sense, but it was some sort of an actual statistic about how Mm -hmm. like your happiness has the, the ability, the propensity to actually make other people happy. And on the flip side, if you're in a bad mood and you are, you know, acting like an asshole, that also has the ability to rub off on other people and spread like wildfire. So like, yes, just I love doing little tiny things to spread a little bit of positivity. I don't yeah, know. I agree. And I think that one thing I'll say about that, and then it makes me think of like, you know, our journeys to be like, roll out the perfect thing, um, whether it's a podcast or a blog, you know, I, th- I think that's important to, to, to talk through, but back to like being happy and like it rubbing off my, um, my therapist, one of my very first talks with her, I was like very overwhelmed and lots of things were not feeling great. And I really wanted to know how to help my family who was going through some stuff at the time. And she was like, the best thing you can do to help your family is for you to thrive and for you to help. Yeah. For you to be happy. Um, because what that does is it sets an example of how to, um, like react to things and how to, um, you know, like achieve things and how to take, take things in. And if you're happy, then, then they will say, oh, I, she's happy. I have, I can give myself permission to also be happy, or I want to do what Katie's doing and, and emulate that. So I just thought that was really powerful because so I big. think when you're trying to care give, it's always like, how do I like fix you or do things to you to help you when it's like, actually the best thing I can do is help me and be like sort of a beacon. Um, and that, man, that hit me over the head. And I think about it all the time. It's huge. That's, that's the hugest thing. And I, I think about that all the time in my relationship too. Like that's, that's everything in a relationship because it's so easy for to say, like, to point out what the other person's doing wrong and, and, you know, what the problems are in the relationship and how they are because of that person or how they act or how, how they're behaving. And I always benefit the most by turning it around to myself and just saying like, okay, how could, how could I do things differently? Yeah. It's amazing that when I'm feeling good and I'm vibing, like everything just seems to work. Yeah. Oh, vibing, vibing so hard. <laughs> That's a good lesson. Yeah. I especially want to know more about that as a being a parent, you know, cause I feel oh, yeah. like that's something where I just don't know that yet. And I, I'm like, wow, that's gotta be a whole new challenge of doing your own vibes. Cause you're mm-hmm. literally responsible for another human's life. 100%. Um, yeah. But then you're all, I mean, I'm sure there's that crossover where then like, you're not responsible for every emotion they have or every, you know, twist and turn they take. And I bet that's like, Oh, I don't know. That's a little, you know, I had to make sure you didn't like choke on your baby food. And now <laughs> like you're going to your first high school party and I can't like follow you there, you know? So I'm, I'm sure it's like a whole mind F. Man. It is a major mind F. I'm constantly <laughs> over-evaluating. Like, I wonder if how I said that or how I did that is going to make him an angry 35 year old. Like, <laughs> cause you know, like I'm doing my own healing and you dig into like, you know, what your own childhood was like. And, and like, I was very lucky. I had a great childhood, but we all have stuff to deal with from childhood and you cannot, you can't yeah. not. And so it's like almost knowing that I'm going to screw this kid up. Like, <laughs> 
doesn't really matter what I do or how healthy I am. Like everyone screwed up and I'm going to screw him up. That's going to be my. I remember yelling at my therapist, which like, I'm not a yeller. So, and it probably wasn't yelling. It's probably just like grumpy. And I was like, what's the point of me coming here when all that's going to happen is in 30 years, my kid's going to be in the same chair. (laughs) And I was very serious. Mm -hmm. What was my answer to that? I'd like to know. She's pretty wise, but she was like, yeah, they probably will be, but like some of it you can't control. Like you're going to do your best and your parents did their best and their parents did their best. And, you know, so it's, it was, but it was funny. Cause I, I had the same light bulb where I was like, what, what's going to happen in 30 years? Are they going to like have mommy issues? <laughs> Meanwhile, I like, to be clear, I don't even have a child yet for planning for their therapy. So I'm like what, you know, school, you're like, already a mom. college savings, therapy savings. Uh, you're be, you're getting prepared. It's important to be yeah. prepared. It is. It is. And you can never be prepared, FYI. Literally. What they say is true. Yes. I actually heard a really good quote. Um, and I'm also going to botch this, but it was just around like, there's no reason to worry twice. Like, mm, yeah, we're, you're worrying about potentially worrying later. We're, we're literally... Yeah. And I do this with my kid all the time. I'm like worrying about, you know, yeah, him going to his first high school party or whatever. It's like, I'm going to be worrying plenty at that point. Why the hell am I worrying now about worrying later? Yeah. It's like you go through the pain of it twice, the Mm -hmm. actual and the worry part. Yeah. It's, it's very silly and we're so programmed to do it. Oh man. Well, and especially looking back at the past, um, like how many times do we actually experience traumatizing events? Like really only once, but then Mm -hmm. how many times do we actually experience it in our minds? Yes. A zillion. A zillion. And, um, there was a, I also were, you and I are so like inspired by so many things we read. And I love that you and I are just like, I read a quote, I heard a quote because like, we're just sharing, we're doing all the like homework for people, which I'm really <laughs> pumped. Um, but speaking of, I was listening to something that said, um, you know, humans are the, like the species that can quote time travel because they can experience things multiple times, like the mm-hmm. actual, they, think about the event or if it hasn't happened yet, they're thinking in the future about the event. And it's just so gnarly because your, your body is reacting to things more than once. And I like, I was like going through something really hard in the fall and what made me feel better. Um, I don't know why, but, um, yeah, I do. Cause it was Marissa Tomei from my cousin Vinny, but there's a part where she, he's talking about traveling and he, um, she's like, what are you a fucking world traveler? <laughs> and so, when I was thinking about my time traveling, like, uh, my need to like worry, I was like, what are you a fucking time traveler? <laughs> that instantly like snapped me out of it. So that's the perfect uh, thing to have like a trigger uh, like that to snap you out of it. Yeah, it was really good. So I hope someone else uh, who's hearing this uses that. That's a change of state, man. That's powerful. Yeah, I was like, pivot. Just like major pivot. (laughs) (laughs) That is like, oh my God, that is, that's everything. Like how much we replay stuff in our heads and how much we actually our interpretation of events and how much we create stories around them and how much that affects our entire life is just like, yeah, you know, meditation and spiritual leaders and stuff like that. I'll talk about really living in the present moment. And I feel like that's one of the absolute hardest things to do and something that I work on all the time, but it's like, we're, we are, we're programmed to always be looking 
into the past or into the future and Mm -hmm. either worrying about the future or having anxiety about the past and reliving things that oof yeah imagine if all that were trimmed out and you were just like chilling in the present that feels so nice oh man oh meditation I need to do that more I think we all do I Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get back into it too I was in I was into it for a long time and it's it's so powerful it is yeah I I feel like if someone were like how do you snap out of stuff it'd be meditation Mm -hmm. and then I stop doing it right yeah so can we talk about that (laughs) self-sabotage yeah you mean just not (laughs) letting yourself do anything great (laughs) the things that you absolutely know for a fact make you feel great are great for you are healthy would help you live a thriving lifestyle you just throw those all in the garbage pail yeah I'm just like oh that's like greatness over there. I don't want to do that. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I should scroll my phone for a couple hours and just waste the day away. It's way better than greatness. Way better. Yeah. And I don't know. It's the brain is a tricky place because it will sure create literally every excuse on Mm. planet earth to prevent you from doing something awesome. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> it's dumb, but it's like, it's, it's real dude. Everything that I studied in like NLP training and, um, just all of my coaching training, like it's, it's very, um, it's very real. It's, 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 it's fear. Like it's programmed into our brain. It's, it's, our, our brain is literally trying to keep our bodies safe. And mm-hmm. we've, we've programmed all of these stories in our heads, our whole lives, where they've been programmed in from our environment to the point where it's like, yeah, getting, getting out of that is, is getting out of your comfort zone. And, and that's, yeah. that's not safe, which is, ridiculous nowadays. It doesn't, it doesn't apply to our life now. Like that's, I think that's one of the messages that I really want to try to get across lately that I've really been harping on is just like that. Yes. Our bodies are created that way. Yes. Our brains are created that way to keep us out of danger, but like, there is no danger anymore. Like it's not, we're not going to get eaten by a saber tooth tiger. Like mm-hmm. we're it's, it's just, it's fear of judgment. Like those are two yeah. very different things. Yeah. It's, and not to like downplay and not to say that fear of judgment is not a very real, real thing. Cause it very much is, but like, is it right You're, in the scheme of things? It's not getting eaten by a saber tooth tiger. It's not. It's not the same. I was thinking after I just needed everyone to know that that was what I was, um, picturing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very scary. Um, (laughs) That shit would be scary. Like, yeah, that should evoke fight or flight, but like, but like judgment is scary, but you're right. It's very different. And like, when you really think about it, like people who are judging are going through their own garbaggio um 100% but yeah so tell me about your uh self-sabotaging um tell me some of the like fun ways you've uh thrown giant trees in your path to success like a fall you know <laughs> I'm thinking like a fallen redwood you know or something in the middle of your beautiful drive on the mm-hmm. California yeah oh yeah yeah I do that on the daily I yeah. fell, I fell trees left and right, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's brutal. Like it's, it's funny that I study this stuff. I know about it. I coach on it. I tell other people not to do it. I explain it to people and I still do it every single day. It's yeah. I mean, it's for me, 
my biggest thing is distraction and just wasting time, like time just ticking away. It's not even necessarily excuses anymore. It used to be excuses. I used to make a lot of excuses for why it didn't make sense or why I couldn't do it or why I wouldn't be good enough or, you know, why I needed a lot more training, a lot more certifications, a lot more, um, just more of everything before I was ready. Right. Yeah. Um, that held me back for, for years. It was like, I was always just getting ready to get ready, to get ready, to get ready. (laughs) It's It's just never, never ready. Um, But nowadays it's much more just having to manage my distractions, the Mm -hmm. damn phone, especially when I want to be active in social media and posting things on social media and understanding what other coaches are doing in the space and, you know, um, interacting with other people. I can, I can just sort of zone out. Sometimes I get on to Instagram for a certain reason, because I'm looking for a viral sound to make a reel. And (laughs) an hour later, I don't remember what I even got on there for. You like learn dance move. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm like, should I do this dance? (laughs) Answer. Yes. Oh, it's it's no, it's no, it's always no. Oh, but that, I mean, that for me is a, is a huge tree that I'm felling Mm -hmm. left and right. I I hear that it's, um, so easy to do. I don't know. And then like coupled so it's like all the outside distractions and then it's just your brain. Like, like you said, like, I, that's not ready yet. Or, there's already like, I always think about, oh, there's already so many podcasts out there, which there are a lot, that's for sure. But I feel like, like some of the antidote to all of those feelings is like, there's always that one person that needs like what you're saying. And I actually remember you and I talking about that on the last podcast where it's, it's easy to go, oh, this has already probably been done or said or whatever, but there are people that need you specifically to say it. Absolutely. To say the exact same thing that everyone else is saying, but there's people who can only hear it the way that you have to deliver it. Yeah. There's people who are only going to vibe with you. And, and literally we hear the same information over and over again, especially like probably you and I, who are in this space of soaking in all this info, we've heard the same thing a thousand times, but it depends on uh, our mood, our, the phase where we're at in our life, like how we take that in and how that applies to us and what's going to click with us. And I, I heard something recently that just on a podcast that like I've listened to forever and I've probably listened to the same episode before. And it just, it hit me like it's never hit me before. And mm-hmm. it, that happens all the time. So what totally. if, what if one episode that you do can hit somebody in some way that makes their life better? Like that's worth doing all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so many, so many silly excuses why we shouldn't, but we definitely should. Oh yeah. Oh, we definitely should. It's the, the crazy thing now for me is like, I can, I can actually kind of watch myself think and watch myself behave. Like I can catch myself in the moments where I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? And literally in the moments when I get scared or nervous is Mm -hmm. when I pick up my phone and just start scrolling or, you know, and we all have our own triggers, right? It could be grabbing a glass of wine. It could be eating. It could be um, turning on TV. It could be, you know, the phone, it could be a a whole slew of different things. It could be healthier things like going for a run or exercising, you know, like we have these triggers of when we're trying to escape feeling what we don't want to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Zoning out from it. 
and why do you, why do you think you self-sabotage? Like what's your, like, why does it happen for you? It all boils down, um, for me, it all boils down to self-worth, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. just, and, and it, it takes a while to boil it down to that, right? Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I would, I would say, well, um, you know, maybe I feel like I'm just not good enough to do that. And, and that manifests as, well, I need more training. I need to do this. I need to be more ready. Yeah. Right. And then, so the self-sabotage comes in, in there, but when you really break it down, okay, I'm not good enough. It's, it's, it's all about, um, it's all about worthiness and, and stories that we have in our heads for most people, at least it is for me, stories that we have in our heads about, you know, why we're not worthy things that happened to us when we were kids that we don't even realize affected us in huge ways, you know, raising our hand in a classroom and like having other kids laugh at our answer or having a teacher you know, make a certain comment about what we say or having just someone make fun of us when we were little or things that we saw at Mm -hmm. home, that's all stored in there. And it's crazy when I work with clients, like to see that kind of stuff come out where it's like, yeah, you know, I, I don't feel ready for what I want to achieve in my life at 38 years old because, you know, of what some kids said to me in the sixth grade, like right. it's nuts, but that's all very real. It is. Yeah. You're totally right. And, and the crazy part is like that's that kid in sixth grade definitely didn't remember. They said it for sure. Not. And like, yeah. certainly didn't know they were going to ruin your whole life. <laughs> right. Still screwed. But like, it's just funny how of of a lasting, like latch that has on you when it was such a like blip in Mm -hmm. in life, those things just cut so deep, so deep. And most of the time we don't even realize what they are until we start to dig deep and like figure out why don't, why don't I feel worthy? What is it that is, you know, makes me have, where does that story come from? Where does that all of that stuff that's playing in my head, like, where did that originate? And when you start to Mm -hmm. dig back, it's, it's, it's nuts. So for me, like my, my biggest thing is just working on, um, trusting myself for me. I've, I've kind of determined that my self-confidence comes from, and I think everyone's probably does comes from, really trusting yourself to do the things that you say that you're going to do and trusting mm-hmm. yourself to, to, to be the person who you actually want to be right. If yeah. deep down, like if you say consciously, like, I want to be a, a healthy person, I want to, uh, you know, weigh a certain amount, but you actually view yourself as a person who has no self-control or as a person who is overweight or as a person who is not attractive or whatever it is, like however you see yourself from an, an image perspective, it's, it's going to be really hard to overcome that to get to your goal. So really it just all boils down to like working on that relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It all starts there. Like we were saying earlier, like fixing your buttons. Like if that part isn't fixed, none none of the external factors are going to fall into place. No. Ugh. Such hard work. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Don't you just want to like throw in the towel sometimes and say, there's people out there who don't do any of this work. And Mm -hmm. like, they, this is my sabotaging, self-sabotaging thought. Like they may get to their end of the life. They make it to the end of their life and like, they, they're probably fine, but I don't know. Are they (laughs) like, 
I do think that there are people who are blissfully unaware that, that any of this is even going on inside Mm of them and they just never uncover it and they never even worry about it. And yeah, or, or, and, or they won't let themselves have it. And I think that's where my, a lot of my self-sabotage comes in mm-hmm. is that I'm like, I just don't feel deserving of all of it, you know? And so I I've feel very blessed and like a, a great career and a great partner and, um, oh, my battery is going low. We'll either have to cut that out or we'll just have to plug in the realities of podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, having a beautiful part, a beautiful life, beautiful partner, all those things. And then um, feeling like, oh, that's probably enough. Like, I don't need to like keep piling on the good stuff. For sure. And I think that comes from, you know, just have like being such a caregiver in, um, you know, a, a world where a lot of people have struggles and I'm such an empath where mm-hmm. like my mind when people are not, um, you know, thriving. So I'm just like, my heart's just bleeding everywhere. So <laughs> it's really hard for me to say that I want to help fix that. And it's okay if I keep climbing or rising or yeah. collecting skills or, or whatever it is. So it's just really interesting. Well, it's what your therapist told you from the get-go of like, how do you help your family? You help yourself. And I think that's so interesting in terms of success and rising and, um, putting yourself out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to a lot of stuff now about, money and, um, money mentality and the blocks that we have around money. And I think as women, that's such a topic that we just don't even want to touch. And, and if we talk about success and money or wanting more money or having money be a thing that is, is, is a goal of ours that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that there are some women out there who just so fearlessly talk about wanting money and deserving money and helping other women create money. Yeah. It's like something that I hope someday that I can do, uh, that I can get past my money blocks enough to like help other people realize that other women realize that it's perfectly within your reach, perfectly within your worth, perfectly within everything for you to want more money and you are deserving of more money. And yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole nother thing. It's like women overthink the shit out of that. Mm -hmm. Big time. And and then whereas men in general have like no problem with it. They're just like, yeah, I want more money. I want a ton of money. Give it to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's like such a societal thing too. Um, where it's just like, oh yeah, men have felt like give, give this all to me. This is all. And women are like, but like, do they have enough over there? (laughs) Like, you know, am I asking for too much? Yes. Oh my gosh. And I, you know, I think the answer is no, you're not asking for too much. It's never, um, it's never too much. Yeah. Oh my, God, my camera's really wobbling. It is like an IT nightmare today, but <laughs> we're making but it happen we're... anyway. What's that? We're making it happen anyway. You could have said, listen, you, you could have dropped a redwood in your path today. I could have dropped a big old timber, <laughs> <laughs> but we're making it happen anyway. How do Our... you, how do you do that? Like, how do you get past your self-sabotaging stuff and make it happen anyway. Yeah. I think I won accountability buddies. I think you and I are on this journey, you know, 
I'm so excited to just do more and more podcasts with you because at the end of the day, a lot of my self-sabotaging is, is some of the same as yours. Like then, um, my, like not feeling like I deserve it. And then two, um, not feeling like I'm worthy of it Mm -hmm. and having someone to just like continue, like, even if I'm not in a mood, which happens all the time, you know, like life is crazy. Um, but for someone to text me and be like, you ready to log on like that, you know, I do need that accountability. So I think that's a big one. And then two, it's just like baby steps. I think that, um, I'm learning and something I, a lot in my career, like I've said it a lot lately, which is perfection is the enemy of done. Oh man. Not quote, but someone's quote. I love it. Um, and you could have claimed it as your own. Cause I've never heard it. Like the, another pop culture reference, how Michael Scott just uh, from the office just puts his name under Wayne Gretzky's quote. <laughs> I, I'm going to start doing that. So, um, anywho, I think per like trying to get things perfect is what halts the whole damn thing. Like the bliss myth. I could have been like, I did this for the longest time. I was like, I don't have intro music. So I like can't release my podcast or like, I don't have the perfect equipment or I don't have, um, you know, enough topics or enough recorded to like launch, or I don't have a website and all of those things are just baloney. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just remembering that like the most important thing is moving, moving the needle and getting content out to people. And it's really interesting when you like, if you go to any podcast and you scroll back to episode one, like they all sound kind of shitty or yeah. at least shittier than they sounded, you know, in their 600th episode. For and, sure. you know, so everybody starts somewhere and I just have to keep reminding myself and it's like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this to have a pretty logo? No, I'm doing this so people can hear me talk about like vulnerable shit. So yeah, I think those are some of them. That's really good. That's so important to remember. Like, oof, yeah. Just like dropping knowledge bombs. Dropping knowledge bombs, dude. No, but um, I, I think what you said too about like everybody starts somewhere. I really try to remind myself all the time that everybody has issues. Everybody has feelings. Everybody has traumatic things happen to them. Every single human has shit that they're dealing with. And I think sometimes Mm -hmm. it's so easy for us to look at other people and just say like, well, it's so easy for her because of X, Y, or Z, or, you know, she doesn't have to deal with the stuff that I have to deal with, or, you know, it's extra difficult for me because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. There, and it's all just bullshit. It's all just bullshit. And every single human out there who is doing it, who is getting it done has those same stories, has those same, you know, limiting beliefs. They have the same self self self-sabotaging behavior that they have to overcome like, and they're doing it. And it's not because they're more special. It's not because their situation is, better and different. It's because they're, they've just decided to do it. And so they're putting one foot in front of the other. Yep. Yep. And that's what we're doing today. That's what we're doing today. First step for mankind is (laughs) right now. I, uh, I wasn't going to go that far, but you just did dude. So like, yeah, basically we're, we're changing the world. We're landing on the moon right now. I, I think so. I think anybody who listens to this, you know, all 300 billion views, users and viewers, and listeners, users. no and users, you were right. And there are also not 300 billion people on the planet. So we're going to Mars. Yet. <laughs> Math. Math. Science. I leave that to others generally. Yeah. 
better with the, I don't know what, (laughs) not words. Okay. We're going to do some more of this. What a pleasure. I feel like this was such like a freaking so strong out the gate because we were like, we want to talk about shit. We want to just like touch on a bunch of stuff. We want to share our insides with the outside world. (laughs) And like, it's only just gonna, the momentum, man. It's gonna just get better and better and better. And like, maybe the next one I won't record on my phone because I'll have a lap, a working laptop. Or maybe you will, because you'll decide that um, you want to. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the phone's been great. It's a little wobbly, but you know, it's like testing the world's ability for motion sickness. Okay. Let's just see like how much they love us. Let's just like, let's just bring like the technology way down. Let's bring the sound quality down. Let's bring it all like just down so that we can just see like how, how badly do these people want to listen to us? Let's make it hard for them. Let's make them all use calling cards. (laughs) Listen, calling cards made us stronger. They did. All right. I love you dearly, friend. I love you too. This is going to be great. This has been blissful. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Again. Until we meet again. Okay. Besos. Besos. Adios. Love you. Love you.